As we look around, I see dark clouds gathering. I see a global pandemic. I see Russia on the march. So are we in the end times? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Are we in the end times? That is a really, really good question, and that's the one we're gonna tackle here today on In Grace. We're doing some topical messages, and I believe today's is very applicable to our world that we are in right now with all of the upheaval and the trouble that we are finding around the world uh, certainly, it seems like the end times are very, very close. Uh, so today, we're going to talk a little bit about Russia and is United States in Bible prophecy. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Gog and Magog, the prediction in Ezekiel. And I'm going to be playing a clip for you from our series, Armageddon's Dawn. Armageddon's Dawn is a look at the book of Revelation. It's an eight-part video series. So I'm going to play you an audio clip from that and discuss because we know part of Gog and Magog is Russia invading the northern nation, invading Israel with other nations. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, the current conflict in Ukraine is that tied in with the prophecy in Ezekiel. So all of these things are very, very important. Uh, we are really, really blessed because here at In Grace, we've got a lot of material that will help you understand Bible prophecy. So one of the things that I'm going to share with you at the end is how you can get some of these great resources like the Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series, a prophecy chart uh, that ties in with Armageddon's Dawn, a book, The Coming World Leader, that my late father wrote about the Antichrist, and The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, the three-part video series where I go into the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the Dome of the Rock, and we show you all the people that want to build the third temple. So all of these things do tie together to Bible prophecy. You can contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Again, I'll tell you at the end how you can get these great resources, but I encourage you to listen carefully today because I do believe we are near, we are near the end times. A lot of people are very worried and you should be. Why? Because we have a large nation with a a massive stockpile of nuclear weapons. And what's happening uh, with Russia and Ukraine could develop into something uh, massive. It's certainly going to affect us. It's affecting us uh, in our, I mean, we're, we're sanctioning the country that we get a lot of natural resources from. And so we're not sanctioning those. Obviously, there's a real issue here, right, with Russia. So can we find Russia in Bible prophecy? We study Bible prophecy at Quentin Road because at least a quarter of the Bible is prophetic. Okay, it's actually 30%. So it's a third of the Bible is prophetic when written. Now, about half of that's already come to pass and everything the Bible predicted that has come to pass came to pass exactly as predicted, okay? So what does that tell me? That tells me that we have something here that isn't an ordinary book. This is supernatural. This is God giving us the future, and only God can know the future, the beginning and the end. 
And a lot of people are very worried. What if this escalates? And what if it draws in NATO? And what if this draws in uh, the United States into a nuclear war? Do I think that's going to happen? I really don't. Here's why. I believe that we do find Russia in Bible prophecy, and I'll explain that today in a minute. Since they're in Bible prophecy, if they launch nuclear weapons at the United States, we would be obliterated, but so would they, okay? And since they're in Bible prophecy, I don't believe that that's going to happen. I don't. I don't find the United States in Bible prophecy, which is very interesting, isn't it? Uh, so what happens to the United States? I really don't know. If we're absorbed and we're just considered the West or we collapse from within, certainly that's very possible. So the question is, are we in the end times? The Bible predicts an end. Why is that important? Because do you want evil to continue forever? No, there has to be an end. There has to be a stop to evil. And there will be one day. So are we in the end times? As we look around, I see dark clouds gathering. I see Russia on the march. I see a global pandemic. And in that pandemic, I've seen the whole world as one give up all sorts of rights and liberties to tackle this real problem. And it's a real problem. Maybe we're at the end of it. We don't know. But even if we are at the end of this pandemic, do we think that's it? No, we've had them for centuries. And science claims to be the savior, but even science hasn't really given us a solution to this problem. So we have riots and unrest. We have rampant immorality in our world today. We are killing preborn babies by the millions, okay? I mean, we're living in a world that we have in uh, Vernon Hills, Walmart, they had a shooting. And then at the mall uh, in Vernon Hills, they had a shooting recently. And we have these things that used to be not in our area are, are here. So what's happening? Well, the Bible actually talks about the end times and gives us some things to look for. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, For this know also that in the, there it is, last days. There are the last days. There are the end times in the Bible. Perilous times. Are we there? It certainly seems like we are. Now, what are the end times? I believe the end times are the, the last seven-year period. It's called the tribulation. And I think it's the time leading up to that. So where are we? I believe we're close. I do personally believe we're in the last days. Perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. I mean, it seems like we're there without natural affection, truce bakers, false accusers, incontinent without power, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Boy, that seems like that's here having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That is predicted in Scripture to be the way of life in the last days. Let's also look at Matthew 24. Okay? That ye sorrow not, even as others that have no hope. Look at verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's the answer. If you're afraid, that's the answer. Put your trust in Jesus. He died and he rose again. Believe in him. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Yes. 
He paid for all of your sins. Your sins are already forgiven. You just have to receive the pardon by faith, by trusting in him. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus, those that have died in faith, their body will God bring with him at this rapture. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them. That means to go ahead of them which are asleep. Why would those that have died be raptured first? My dad used to say, because they have six feet more to come. Okay, and he's right. He's one of them, by the way. You know, he died a couple years ago, so that's what happens. Our bodies decay. They, they turn to dust, from dust to dust. Uh, Tom said that you don't ever see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I used to think my dad was saying hearse, like the hearse rental trucks. Like, why wouldn't you see a U-Haul behind a hearse? But no, hearse. Oh, okay, now I get that. Because you came into this world with nothing. You will leave this world with nothing. That should really refocus our attention, right, and our priorities. So... The dead shall Christ rise first, and then verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the rapture, and then it says, wherefore, in the next verse, comfort one another with these words. The Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour, so I can't tell you. If someone predicts a day, I'll predict it's not going to be that day, and I'm not foolish enough to give you a day. I think it's soon. It could be at any moment. That's why Christians, we need to be prepared. We need to be working for Christ. And if you're not saved, get saved. Get saved. And then we talk about this battle of Gog and Magog. When will this happen? Well, here's a video clip from In Grace. We just filmed this in Israel. Uh, we had some great Bible teachers. One is Joel Rosenberg, an author some of you have read. He's written um, New York Times bestseller. He's written all these different nonfiction and fiction books. But uh, him and another Bible scholar, Randall Price, he's a researcher and archaeologist looking um, for more Dead Sea Scrolls, and he's actually found some in Qumran. So you're going to hear from them about what this is. What is the battle of Gog and Magog, and why does this relate to Russia invading Ukraine today? The prophecy is essentially that Israel has to be reborn as a sovereign nation state in the end of days. Check. Jews have to be streaming back into the Holy Land to resettle after centuries of exile. Check. Jews have to be rebuilding the ancient ruins. Check. Uh, Jews have to be making the deserts bloom with God's grace and mercy. Check. Israel has to become a very powerful uh, country uh, with an exceedingly great army. Check. And Israel has to become increasingly prosperous uh, according to the prophecies. And that, and Israel's one of the most prosperous countries in their region. The last piece is Israelis have to feel like they're living securely in the land. The text of Ezekiel 38 and 39 doesn't say that there's peace, mm -hmm. but it says Israelis feel secure in the land. Well, Israelis feel more secure today mm -hmm. than ever. Why? We have a peace treaty with Egypt. We have a peace treaty with Jordan. We have a peace treaty with the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and Sudan, and Morocco, and Kosovo. We have the strongest military in the region, including the most advanced F-35 stealth fighter aircraft that can reach Iran, if we had to, without them even knowing. We have submarines uh, with some very high-powered weapons on them, lurking, presumably, off the coast of Iran and elsewhere 
if we need them. We're in the closest possible alliance with the world's only superpower. For all those reasons, it certainly looks like the precursors to the prophecy coming to pass are all in place. So what happens in the prophecy? Well, Magog is Russia. If you do the historical detective work, again, I explained that in, in, in Epicenter. Turkey is Gomer, ancient Gomer, which is mentioned in the prophecy. Persia is the ancient name for Iran. These are the countries that are the key countries, but there are others that will form an alliance to come against Israel in the last days. Now, just north of us in Syria, there are three nations whose militaries are there for the first time in human history. Russia, Iran, and Turkey. If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. The Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com. Or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. World War I was supposed to be the war that will end all wars. And what did that lead to? World War II. Is there going to be a World War III? For sure. For sure. And this prophecy that Ezekiel gave thousands of years ago of Magog, the land that is Russia, Gog, the leader, is Putin Gog. I'm not going to say that, okay, because I think that might put a target on my head. But I do know for sure a leader of that country will, with allies, launch an attack against Israel. The fact that Israel is in the land, the Jews have a nation again, after God scattered them, after the times of the Romans, as he predicted, I'm going to scatter you to the four corners of the earth. Everywhere I've traveled, I've found Jewish communities. Everywhere. India. Everywhere. Jewish people are everywhere, and they're all coming back. That's in our grandparents' lifetime. Okay? They exist again. That's never happened in human history. Once a nation is gone, a nation is gone. Hebrew was no longer spoken anywhere. You say Yiddish? That's not Hebrew. Okay? Hebrew was reborn. The nation was reborn. It's astounding, and that was predicted in the Bible. Ezekiel 37, the Valley of Dry Bones. 38 is Gog and Magog. When does Gog and Magog happen? Is it before the rapture? It could be. It could be right after the rapture. I don't know. But I know that God will save Israel from an attack. He will destroy those that attack. And... There is a seven-year tribulation period coming upon this earth that this man out of nowhere has all the answers. We're looking for that man, right? Uh, you hear about the last Trump, and some people said, is that Donald? Uh, no, unfortunately, no. But uh, we, we certainly are looking for someone that with the answers. And that person is not 
Donald or Joe uh, or Vladimir, that person is Jesus. Jesus. And the world's going to be fooled by someone that has all the answers. We're going to relinquish our rights and our liberties to this person. The whole world would be one government, one religion, one currency. And we see the hallmarks of that, the echoes of that today in our world. So are we in the end times? I don't know. I feel like we are. It seems like we are. But I know my dad thought we were, and I know those that were before him thought that we were. When I was a kid, I thought the rapture was going to happen at any second. I really did. And I still do. I know for sure we're a lot closer than when we were back then. We're a lot closer. The Bible actually says, in the last day, scoffers will come and say, where is the promise of his coming? He said he was coming back, but that hasn't happened. Well, I would rather be a believer than a scoffer. I would rather be one that puts their trust in the one that knows the future and has the answers. And that's the gospel. You know, and every day in the United States, look at these statistics. Every day, 1,500 people die from cancer just in the United States. We're so fearful of the pandemic, and we should have been. But 1,500 have died in the United States every day for years and years and years and years. 2,500 people have died in the United States from heart disease. Every day in the world, 150,000 people die. And just during this service, 6,250 people have died uh, just since we started the service. And you say, if you don't wrap it up soon, we're going to have a lot more people that have died. <laughs> I'll just tell you this. In all sincerity... We all have to face death. Yeah, the world is turbulent. There's unbelievable things coming upon this earth. The Bible describes clearly. I'm not afraid of death, folks, because I know that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. Let me give you one more verse. In Luke 21, 28, it says, When these things begin to come to pass, Jesus says, Look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. So I don't have to fear all of these calamities. I don't have to fear a nuclear war. I don't have to fear an antichrist and a mark of the beast. I don't have to fear all of that. The Bible talks about all of that because I have put my trust in Jesus Christ. And I can look up when these things start to happen for my redemption draweth nigh. How about you? How about you? I once asked a friend of mine, I said, what? He was a doctor. I said, what's the death rate? He goes, death rate of who? What category? I said, the death rate of of humans. He said, 100%. <laughs> You're right. That's the death rate. Okay? I'm here, here trying to scare you. Maybe a little bit. But it's true. Okay? So how can we be saved from death? How will we be saved from an eternal separation from God and hell? He created hell not for you. He created hell for the devil and the demons. And certainly we believe mass murderers and, you know, despots and Hitler and Stalin who killed millions, we certainly believe hell is a place that they should go, but we don't believe hell is the place that we should go. But Jesus says, if you've ever hated anyone, you've committed murder. Have you ever stolen? Have you ever lied? Have you ever lusted? We've all sinned, all of us, from the Pope to Mother Teresa to Billy Graham to Jim Scudder, We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. The wages of sin is death. Without 
God intervening, I am in big trouble. But God did intervene. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, anybody, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. He's God in the flesh. He did great miracles. He rose people from the dead. And he died for our sins. And he didn't stay dead for he rose in three days. And he says, if you will trust in me, believe in me. It's not about religion. It's not about being a good person. It's not about trying to give to charity and getting baptized. It's about putting your trust, your faith in Jesus. And when you do that, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm telling you, what I'm trying to say is eternal life is free. It's a gift. It's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. No one will stand in heaven and say, I deserve to be here. We will all stand there and say, but by the grace of God, I am here because I have put my trust in Jesus. I mentioned childlike faith today. Got to baptize my six-year-old granddaughter, Willow. And last year, she realized on her own that she was a sinner. And she put her trust in Jesus. And at that moment, she passed from death to life. If she can be saved as a child, Jesus said you need to become as a child. What does that mean? That means stop trusting in yourself. Stop thinking that you can somehow save yourself because you can't. Jesus paid it all. Put your trust 100% in him. And when you do, the Bible says, you will not perish but have everlasting life. You will be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. You say, what if I mess up after I make that decision? You will. You're in the hand of God. He will never lose you nor forsake you. You are now his child. Yeah, he'll discipline you because you belong to him. But that will never change. You are safe in the hand of God. Now let's learn how to serve him. Let's learn how to share this incredible message of hope with the world. We no longer have to fear death because Jesus is our Savior. Have you made that decision? If you haven't, please do it today. Really, the hope for us individually and the hope for America and the world is Jesus, receiving him by faith, trusting in him, and the fact that he is God. He died in our place and he rose again, putting our faith in him. Now, not to say that our faith in Jesus is going to solve all the conflict in the world, but if we trust Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, and we share that with other people, uh, that's the answer. That's how we can achieve peace in our life and peace in the world. Now, the Bible says there won't be any peace. And so um, that's something that we can pray for. We want pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But at the end of the day, realizing that there's going to be an end to all this sin and rebellion, and we need to be patiently waiting for that day. So right before we go, I've told you at the beginning how to get some great resources that will help you in your journey with Christ. The first that I'd like to share with you is a digital video copy of a new series called Discover Hidden Jordan. In Jordan, we find a lot of biblical sites and a lot of these tie in with Bible prophecy like Petra, I think. And so if you'd like to get our 
two-part series, Discover Hidden Jordan, and how Petra might be used in the tribulation period, you can contact us, give us a gift of any amount, and that gift would be used to make sure more people hear the gospel. If your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you the Discover Hidden Jordan series, either digital or DVD. And then also you're going to get a book about the Antichrist. It's called The Coming World Leader. It's a really great read, as well as a prophecy chart called Armageddon's Dawn. Now, if your gift is $100 or more, we're going to give you the full bundle. Discover Hidden Jordan, The Coming World Leader, Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, Armageddon's Dawn 8-part video series, DVD or digital download, and the three-part most popular series we've ever done, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. I'd love to hear from you right now. Don't forget your free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. And for gifts of $35 or more, get the DVD, the Prophecy Chart, and the Coming World Leader book. For gifts of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two video series, Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish Temple. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.